Welcome to the Love Life Podcast, episode number 12. Love requires vulnerability and trust. It's December 19th, 2020. I'm your host, Lisa Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, podcaster. And what I do is I help people be well-loved, happy, and healthy even when times are extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moscovich. Love requires vulnerability and trust. My hope for all of you listening to this podcast is that you are well-loved, and if you're not well-loved, that you're going to take on being well-loved. It is the subject and title of my first podcast, Be Well-Loved, and it's the one thing I want for everyone because I can't imagine what could be more important to anyone other than to be well-loved in life. So that's the first podcast, and this dovetails nicely into that because love does require vulnerability and to be able to trust. So trust is defined, generally speaking, as a firm belief in the reliability, the truth, or an ability or strength of something. And the synonyms for trust are confidence, belief, and faith. So when we talk about trust, we're talking about reliability. We're talking about truthfulness and we're talking about, you know, something that's strong or has the ability of strength. Now, the definition of vulnerable as an adjective is something that just makes like nails on the chalkboard. Like no, no wonder people don't want to be vulnerable. But the definition of vulnerable as an adjective is to be susceptible to physical or emotional attack or harm. Let me just read that again. You know, it's being susceptible to physical or emotional attack or harm. You know, is it any wonder that people run from being vulnerable? Well, of course it's no wonder. Like nobody wants to be attacked or harmed. Now, the issue of trust is extremely common, like common, 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 in our society, in the world, and I would assert as a hypothesis that it probably most likely has to do with growing up in in a dysfunctional family, which at least in America accounts for between 70 to 96 percent, and if it didn't originate in your biological family of origin when you grew up, then it might have happened as a result of a bad experience. But in either case, You know, love is the most powerful emotion that there is on the planet, bar none, and I want you to be well loved. So I want to lead into this podcast with a quote from C.S. Lewis. Now, you might know C.S. Lewis as the author of The Chronicles of Narnia or The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, but he's also known for some of his other books where he writes about love, and the one book is called The Four Loves written in 1960. And this is a quote that I think really sums up love, you know, and being vulnerable. Okay, here's the quote. 
To love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. That's 1960 C.S. Lewis, The Four Loves. So in this podcast, what we're going to do is I'm going to take a look and and share with you some thoughts on the role of integrity in trust and being trustworthy, the benefits of being able to trust people as well as a few risks, the benefits of being vulnerable, the top reasons why we avoid being vulnerable, signs that you have trust issues. I'm going to make a very minor sidebar note about narcissists, psychopaths, and sociopaths in terms of a fair warning. And then I'm going to give you some steps that you can take to become more vulnerable and trusting so that you can let love in and give love and be well-loved, because hopefully you all want to be well-loved if you're not right now. And then I'll give you a couple takeaways and a call to action. Before I begin, my shameless plug is if you visit my website, you can enter the giveaway to win cool prizes, including... My new book, once the author copies come in, they'll be added to the giveaway. And that giveaway goes through July 2021. Next, I have my always included disclaimer, which goes like this. I am not a medical health professional or a therapist in any way, in any way, shape, or form. If you happen to be thinking about harming yourself, or if you've been thinking about suicide, I am making a personal plea from me to you, I am actually begging you, to please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. I am asking you to get in action. I'm begging you to call someone. I'm begging you to tell someone. Your life really has value and it matters. And I understand if you're feeling suicidal or thinking about harming yourself, you probably are so low that you don't think it would matter. And I'm telling you that it does matter. And I'm asking you to please, you know, get, get the support and the help that you need. There's, there's no reason for shame or embarrassment. Okay. So that's my disclaimer. Now we all know I'm not a therapist or medical professional in any capacity. I'm going to move on to the role of integrity and trust and being trustworthy. So for me, integrity is magical. Like integrity is magical. I have a blog post by the same title, The Magic of Integrity. I have a YouTube video about the magic of integrity. And I have a YouTube video on my channel about being a person of character and integrity. And I think it's like wildly cool. And the reason I think that it's wildly cool, because if you want to have love, People need to be able to trust you and you need to be able to trust other people. And when you don't have integrity, you're not trustworthy. So what is integrity? Integrity is to me a core value where you do what you say you're going to do. So if you make a promise 
or you make a commitment or an agreement, you keep your promise. You keep your agreement. You keep your commitment. And there will be times when you make a promise, commitment, or agreement where you're unable to fulfill on that. In, in this case, to keep your integrity intact, what you need to do is call somebody, email them, get in communication, say, you know, I promised I would do A, B, or C, and I'm not able to keep that promise right now or, or ever, actually, or whatever the case may be. And then you can either make another commitment or you can make a partial or you can say, I'm sorry, I would just really love to be able to do that, but I, I can't do that right now. And by calling or emailing or communicating that you're not able to keep your promise, you put your integrity back in line because we all make promises or commitments sometimes that we can't keep, but you want to be viewed as trustworthy and reliable. And, and your actions need to be consistent with what you say. So if you say you're going to do something, you need to do it. People don't want to be in relationships with people who aren't trustworthy. They, people who aren't trustworthy or who aren't reliable, it's like a repellent. People want to run from that. So integrity <clears throat> has a core position in trust. It's, it, I mean, you can't have trust when people have no integrity, because it's, it's the opposite. So <clears throat> the role of integrity and trust and being trustworthy, trustworthy is it's mandatory. And we don't live in a world where everybody keeps their promises and everybody looks at their, their word or their promise as a reflection of their character or of them. You have your good name, and one way to keep your good name good is do what you say you're going to do. So I want to move on to the benefits of being able to trust people. So this is you being able to trust people. Number one, it allows you to be in relationships with people faster, easier, better. Two, it allows you to get more love because you're open to it. If you can trust people, you will have more love in your life. It makes it easier to make friends it's easier to just live life because you have this freedom from <clears throat> worry and the side effects of not being able to trust people. You know, it's a burden when people have trust issues. The next thing that being able to trust people allows you is it allows you to connect deeply with others, which, trust me, is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing to be able to be richly connected with people. It, opened do it opens doors, in my opinion, employment and other and it's got to be it's just got to be so much easier than not trusting people and worrying that people are out to get you or they're gonna you know harm you so in my opinion it provides for less anxiety in life and therefore would be better for your health for all of the above reasons so that's trust so if we look at vulnerability what are the benefits for being vulnerable or being able to be vulnerable. Well, number one, it's one of the things that will help you get more love in both your romantic and platonic relationships. Well, hopefully you all want to be well loved. So that that's a that's a great benefit. <clears throat> number two, it makes it easier for you to instantly connect with people. I'm a connector and part of that's because I can be vulnerable and trusting. Oh, 
though I've heard, learned some hard lessons about being trusting, which I'll touch on very lately later, later, but I'm still trusting because I like the fact that I can trust people. I actually love the fact that I can be trusting and vulnerable with people. It just gives me a different life and I love it. Next up, as far as a benefit <clears throat> to being able to be vulnerable, is it is easier to de develop deeper and more meaningful relationships because it builds intimacy. When you can be vulnerable with people, you know, they feel safe with you and it, it makes it much easier to connect on a deeper level. Next benefit is its freedom. You know, if you can be vulnerable with people, that means you can just be yourself. And that's very freeing up. You know, it will free you up. It gives you less anxiety, less worry, less of all the bad stuff. So th that leads you to the next benefit, which is it's a very powerful way to live life. To be able to be you and be your authentic self without worry of being judged and condemned and just be able to be vulnerable and intimate with people, that's powerful. So it's going to help you have more friends because of what the benefits I just listed. It's going to have you <clears throat> help you have better health because you're going to have less fear and anxiety and worry. And it will give you a sense of peace. That's always a good benefit. And, and because of all the benefits I just listed, you're going to have less loneliness or less feelings of isolation because of how much easier it is for you to connect with people and have deep and meaningful relationships. So it can change your life in an extremely positive way, help you feel connected, feel deep love and intimacy, feel happy and alive. And the next benefit is people will definitely be drawn to you. People love it when you can be authentic and real, and that means being vulnerable. I mean, if, if you're the kind of person that they can trust. Now, if you're not trustworthy, that kind of nixes the whole game. So it's definitely, and I will say, it's definitely way more fun to be open, authentic, and real. It's just more fun. Like, <laughs> I'm a fan of fun. If it's more fun, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do it and see how it works out. So I do want to mention, though, because when I earlier when I gave kind of the definition of being vulnerable, it's no wonder people run from it. So there's a few risks, or what we might call the downside to being trusting and or vulnerable. So number one, you might get hurt. That's definitely a real possibility. Probably one of the reasons people have trust issues is because they have gotten hurt. You might get betrayed or exploited or used, <clears throat> that definitely helps help happens to people. I mean, it's happened to me. <laughs> like, yes, it's definitely happened to me. Um, and you might actually suffer a financial loss from being too trusting or vulnerable. So there are some downsides and there are some risks, but there are risks to everything in life. And you have to weigh the risk-benefit ratio. And for me, love being so powerful and so awesome is worth the risk, but you want to be prudent. So I'm going to give you the list of the reasons, the top reasons, there's lots of reasons, but the top reasons why we avoid being vulnerable. Remember vulnerable being the de defined as, you know, open to attack or harm. So a lot of it has to do with fears. So the one is fear of getting hurt, fear of being used or exploited, fear of rejection, Fear of being judged or judged as less than or inferior to. Fear of being ridiculed or laughed at. You could have feelings of shame or embarrassment when it comes to being vulnerable. You could be incomplete uh, or have wounds from the past, from a past person, event, or experience that keeps you from being vulnerable. You might be stuck. 
that's distinctly different from the other things I listed, but being stuck will sometimes keep people from being vulnerable. And feelings of inadequacy or worthlessness will definitely be a showstopper for vulnerability, or it can be, and fear of losing your assets or money, which is a valid fear, and you might want to have a, you know, some agreements about that. But it doesn't have to be the case because you can take steps to protect that, uh, protect your assets. So I want to now move into signs that you have trust issues. Now, I know having trust issues is pervasive. It's extremely common, as I already said earlier. But these are some little kind of telltale signs that you might have trust issues. I'm not saying these mean you absolutely have trust issues. So you just want to listen to this list from the standpoint, does any of this resonate with you or, or do you know when you hear it, oh yeah, that's me. Um, because it might be a sign that you have a trust issue. It's not an absolute. So if I read something and it definitely rings true for you, that may or may not mean you have trust issues. So number one, you are viewed as, this is you are viewed by other people as self-righteous or impossible to please or unforgiving. Next, you have difficulty making a commitment. You view simple human error as a breach of trust. And what that, what I mean by that is innocent events or innocent happenings are given a negative slant. So instead of giving people the benefit of the doubt, you're not giving them the benefit of the doubt. Another sign could be that your relationships tend to lack depth, meaning that they're a little bit more superficial. Next, you expect people to let you down. I'm just going to read the rest of them without saying next, next, next. You feel lonely, isolated, or depressed. You are overly cautious or protective. You spy or snoop on people. You sabotage situations or relationships because of your belief that someone's going to let you down. You don't believe that you deserve happiness. You are emotionally closed off or not vulnerable. You are overly sensitive or defensive. You cheat, you have feelings of confusion, you constantly test your partner, you don't communicate or shut down, you get triggered and you don't know why, you push away people who love you or care about you, you feel out of control, you run away from relationships or have short-term relationships, you won't let new people into your life, you can't be present or live in the moment. You have to be in control. Or, and lastly, you are suspicious or paranoid about being talked about by others, lied to, or somehow deceived. So that's 24 signs that you might have trust issues. And that's what we're going to deal with is how you can start to work around that. But I want to make a little sidebar note, kind of a warning. This is your warning about narcissists sociopaths and psychopaths. Narcissists, sociopaths, psychopaths are more common than I would like to tell you. I mean, they're out there and they're common and they're predators and they know how to kind of work the art of the con, if you will. So you want to have love and you want to be well loved but you want to be well loved by really good people. And sometimes people pretend to be good people and they're not good people. So I'm kind of talking about 
love requires vulnerability and trust, but, you know, there are people that you need to be careful of and cautious of. So that's just kind of fair warning. So next up, I have created this list of what I would say are the requirements to being vulnerable. Now these, not necessarily hard and fast or, you know, every single thing, but I think it's a safe, you know, platform to start with. And number one is self-confidence or self-esteem. That's hugely helpful to being vulnerable because you're, you're, you're cool with who you are. You know, I want you all to be cool with who you are. Now, if you're a bad person, go watch my video about character and integrity because you've got to knock that stuff off. Number two, openness. It's kind of goes hand in hand with vulnerability. You need to be able to be open. Number three, I think what's really helpful is to have the ability to laugh at yourself. I just think that's helpful. Next up is no perfection. I just don't believe there's really much room for, perfect, for perfectionism if you're being real and authentic in life. Because being real and authentic means you make mistakes, you're not perfect, you're going to make a mistake, you're going to make, you're going to make a mess of things sometimes, and then you're just going to clean it up because you're human. Next, courage and bravery. It's an act of courage and bravery to be vulnerable. And, and as you grow and develop yourself and you build the muscles for trust and vulnerability, then at a certain point down the road, being able to be trusting and vulnerable will become a natural expression of who you are. And then you, you don't even think about it. It's not even something you have to think about. Next, not caring too much what others think of you or having the ability not to be worried about being judged. Now, this is an area that a lot of people struggle with, not so much myself. People judge me all the time, and not nicely, I might add. And I just am like, so what? You know, I know I'm a good person. I know I'm up to good things. And, you know, I care about and like myself, so what do I care, really? Compassion for yourself or others, which basically you know, boils down to having a sense of humanity is really helpful to being vulnerable. Having empathy for others is also widely valuable for, for being vulnerable. Authenticity, the ability to be the real you, to be present and being present, not everybody understands, but that's really living in the now, being in the right here, right now, in this moment, and trusting yourself. So sometimes People, you know, if they don't have self-confidence or self-esteem, they lack the ability to trust themselves themselves or others. And just as a sidebar, you know, you, you might want to have uh, some agreements to protect your money or your assets just in case you're dealing with somebody who's not so trustworthy or reliable because they're running a con. So let's talk about how could you grow and develop your ability to be trusting and vulnerable. So I've kind of mashed some things together together to come up with a list of steps that you can take to get on the journey. And so the first one is to love yourself. Now, I, I don't mean like a narcissistic, hubris, arrogant-filled 
love yourself like that. I'm not talking about that at all. That's not that's not a good thing. And you can listen to my podcast about how to make friends to know you don't want to be arrogant. You don't want to be, you know, full of yourself. But you want to appreciate yourself. And that includes appreciating your imperfections and appreciating who you are as a person. Number two, personal growth and development. All of my blog posts, my book, my podcast, and my YouTube videos, they're really, if you boil it down, are, are under the essence of personal growth and development. And personal growth and development can heal you from wounds, traumas, and things from the past that are preventing you from being trusting or vulnerable. Next up, I seriously recommend that you become meticulous about your integrity. When you make a promise, keep your promise. When you say you're going to do something, you say you're going to show up, you say you're going to go to this party or do this or that, do it. And if you can't do it, clean it up. Get in communication, change your promise, or, or you know, just make amends or do what you have to do. But be intentional about your integrity. Another thing that will help you, number four, is to really engage in self-care and self-compassion. Now, I have a whole podcast about feeling better with self-care and self-compassion, and I highly recommend that you take a listen to that because that's foundational. You want to be happy in life. You want to be able to be happy and healthy and well-loved. You need to take care of yourself, and you need to tame your inner critic which is discussed in the self-care and self-compassion podcast. The next thing that's going to help you is to be present. Being present is not something everybody understands, not something everybody does, but that's where you're basically living in the now, in the moment, right here, right now, not thinking about other things, not with your mind wandering. When you're in a conversation with someone and you're being present, you are just being with them, listening to them, talking to them, not pre-thinking, oh, this is what I'm going to say when they're done. Oh, they just told that story. Now I'm going to tell this story. That's the op. That is not being present. That is absolutely not being present. When you're being present and someone's talking to you, you are just being with them and listening. So that's really helpful for building your muscles on trust and vulnerability. Next up, have a plan for your life or be up to something. People love it when you're up to something. They might not be up to something. They might not have much going on, but they want to be around people who are and who do. And the more you have things that inspire you and that you want to do and that you love in life and things that make you happy, that is going to go a long way to healing, to boosting how, you, how good you feel about yourself and your life. So having a plan that could be a bucket list, it could be some small goals, it could be some medium or large goals, it doesn't matter. just want to be up to something. Next up, manage yourself in your life. So we have a condition called minimizers, people who are minimizers, and they minimize their problems and, and minimize what's going on so they don't really actually deal with their problems because they're minimizers. So you want to have your life where you're in the driver's seat and you're handling and managing things. Now, sometimes people get their life kind of turned around because they're out of integrity with all kinds of areas, you know, so you want to start managing your life, dealing with your problems. That is going to go a long way to helping you be viewed as somebody who's trustworthy and help you be vulnerable. Next up, I recommend that you lighten up. 
Life is too short. It's just too short. You never know how much time you're going to have. You just never know what's going to happen. So the more you can laugh at yourself, the more you can bring laughter into your life. Number one, you're going to feel like amazing. It's just amazing to have fun in life. Like, why would you not want to have fun? Well, some people just grew up in serious families or they grew up, you know, with serious parents or they just they just weren't exposed to kind of a lightness in life, like play and fun. So they didn't grow up that way. So it's not comfortable for them and it's not commonplace. Now, I grew up where I decided in high school after watching some administrators and teachers being so serious. I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to be that serious in life. So I do have a lot of fun and I'm pretty lighthearted. Next up, you know, if you can open up to family or friends, people who you know love you. Now I say that with a little bit of caution because of the high level of dysfunctional families in America. You know, there may be some issues in your family that opening up to them might not be the best idea in the world. So you've got to use some prudence and some diligence here to decide who can you open up to in terms of going on this ride and talking about your trust issues, if you've, got, if you've decided you have trust issues, or the fact that you're not so vulnerable. Because the people who love you, they want you to have a great life. If they don't want you to have a great life, they're not really a good friend. I have a whole section on my YouTube channel about making friends and friendship because it's hard. We've all made friends with people who weren't that nice to us and we have to ditch them or get better friends. That happens to everybody all the time. It's just commonplace. And what's also commonplace is people don't have enough friends which is why I have a whole podcast on making new friends. So decide who you can trust and who kind of has your back. And if you can open up and talk to them about your thinking about the fact that you might have trust issues or you're not that open or you're not that vulnerable, then you can have like a rich, meaningful conversation about that. And they might say, you know, yeah, I, I noticed that about you and I'm, I'm glad you're thinking about that. Or they might say, Oh, no, really? Oh, maybe I have trust issues. Do I have trust issues? You think I have, you know, and you can have this really great conversation, but you just want to have it with the right people. And not everybody in your life is probably the right people. Next, I suggest to get into therapy if you need it. Now, there should be no shame or embarrassment about therapy. Therapy is really basically where you go in and you talk to somebody and you're, you're examining your life under a microscope to see if what how you're living life holds up and if you have any issues and if you have issues then you deal with them I have a whole little short video about what is psychotherapy anyway and I'm not sure exactly why we have so much stigma and negativity around it I will say there are bad therapists so you have to make sure you get a good therapist if you go to therapy but there shouldn't be any shame or embarrassment if you need therapy go get it Next up, I suggest you start practicing. We're talking about building skills here. We're talking about, you know, new ways of being and looking at life. And anything you want to get good at, you have to practice. I mean, that's why you have to get a driver's permit before you get your license, because you have to practice. You know, there's this thing called mastery, which they, eh, depends on who you talk to, they were defining as 10,000 hours and then they weren't, whatever. So in any case, what's pretty much recognize that if you want to be really good at something, it takes practice. That means practicing, being willing to fail, 
you know, but do it in a, in a wise, prudent way. And I certainly suggest asking people to help you because you're going to want to have people in your life that are on your team that want you to have a win in life. They want you to succeed. And so if you don't have people in your life to help you, which by the way, plenty of people don't have enough friends. They don't have enough good people in their life. That's really common, really common. So you might want to take a listen to my podcast. I certainly, if you if you haven't heard the first one, Be Well Loved, I would like you to start with that because I really want you to be well loved. I want that to be your overreaching overall goal for life because what else do you want? You want to die with money and no friends? No, 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 no. You don't want that. So you might need to make some new friends or some more friends and, and then ask them to help you. So here's some thoughts for takeaways. So number one, I really hope you will commit yourself to be well loved. I just can't think of anything else more important to anyone. I mean, yes, you need to have your basic needs met. You need enough food, money, you know, shelter, etc. But other than that, you know, I think it's like be well loved. Number two, it's time to get on the road for growth and development because growth and development is the access to love, happiness, healthy living, all the good stuff. And you want all the good stuff, don't you? You want to be able to give love and let love in. Of course, I already said with the right people. And trust, so takeaway number three is trust and vulnerability can be learned through actions and practice and the willingness to fail and get back up and try it again. So number takeaway number four is that love is without question, the most powerful emotion on the planet. You want to be well-loved. I want you to be well-loved. And it's possible if you get into action, take the steps, and get going. So for my call to action, I'm asking you to make a commitment. I'm asking you to decide right now and listen to this podcast, or you can go back and listen to the first podcast, which is Be Well Loved, which will give you some ideas about what that looks like and why many people don't feel well loved, etc. I'm asking you to make a commitment. Make a commitment to be well loved right here in this podcast. And I'm asking you to take a friend with you. Why? It is always way more fun in life to have a partner in crime. And I don't mean like crimes, go be criminals. I mean like a, a partner in getting, you know, getting on adventures. Like it's just always more fun to do things with someone else. I mean, even going grocery shopping. I mean, like the most mundane things in the world are way more fun when you have somebody to do it with. So take someone with you. It'll be good for you, be good for them, and learn, grow, get in action. Action, action, action. And lastly, we have lots of people suffering in the world right now. We have more suffering during the pandemic than we've had in in my lifetime and for, for a very long time. So I'm asking you to share this podcast with someone that it might be helpful to. Because why not? Or put it on social media. All right. That's it. Thank you. Love you. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 12, Love Requires Vulnerability and Trust. I hope that you're going to seriously consider taking the steps to grow your vulnerability and trust so you can be well-loved. 
please connect with me at my website at www.lisaalundy.com where you can enter my giveaway to win prizes, including my new book, When My Shipment Comes In, and connect with me on social media. I want you to have a really great life and be well-loved and have all the good stuff. So thank you, I love you, and I'll see you later. Take care. Bye.